Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show with today's guest, Matt Haskins, Superintendent at Bolt Construction. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. In today's episode, I wanted to continue to mix things up a bit. I felt like um, doing the same content wasn't the right thing for the place we're at right now with um, COVID and everything's going on. So I reached out via Instagram and heard back from folks that said, yeah, hey, uh, I'm a listener. I'd like to come in and talk talk about uh, or virtually talk about what's happening in my area and in my profession. And today we have Matt Haskins. He's a superintendent from Bolt Construction. He's got kind of a wide variety of experience, uh, both trades and then um, most recently a super on a wind turbine, which I was pretty excited to ask him about, um, in particular what the people that are building them think about energy storage. So that was exciting. And I got a decent response on Instagram, but if there are folks still out there, um, if you want to reach out to me on social media, um, you know, maybe I could hop on the uh, a Skype call with a couple of other listeners and hear what's happening uh, in your profession. Let's say even uh, from a trade front or if you're a CEO or from another part of the country or pre-con, uh, whatever's happening in your world, I think other listeners would love to um, hear from it. So thanks again to all the mass cons. Uh, I appreciate that you listen. I appreciate that you like the content. Um, it's really helpful to keep this thing going. Enjoy the show. I mean, that's kind of a decent segue into um, why I wanted to do these. And it's funny, I threw it up on Instagram only. Um, I have more kind of activity that happens on LinkedIn, but um, I think the one-on-one connections, amount of just like DMs and interaction that happen on LinkedIn, that's a little more, I mean, excuse me, that happen on Instagram are kind of a little more personal. So I thought it was a good place to um, throw it up. And I mean, you saw it, but for people that didn't see it, my thought process was kind of, all right, I have content already ready to go on, you know, prefabrication, how to buy out or different styles of buying out contracts, lessons learned, things like that. But to me, it didn't seem like just continuing to put that same type of content out made sense. And I thought it might be interesting to hear from people that listen. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be neat, it's neat, you know, for to switch it up. Like, I love, you know, really enjoy the content that you already put out and all the different things. It's always fascinating to hear it. So, yeah. but that's it's nice to see the switch up every now and then. Yeah. I mean, that's actually my first question question for you and we're, we're recording now so i'm just going to be i'm gonna i'm just going to roll into it i'll i'll edit it accordingly but um you know i'm curious i'm going to kind of use this well let's do two things so i'll finish what i was going to say which is that i thought it would be interesting to hear how different people are dealing with it right not just myself um so as a result you know i put the feeler out there on instagram you were kind enough to shoot me a message back said yeah i'd do it uh, i was psyched because I like hearing a non-Massachusetts person. You are from Minnesota. So maybe just a nickel version, Matt. What do you um, what do you do and where are you located, that type of stuff? Yeah, so so I live uh, live up in the northern part uh, of Minnesota in a 
not a small city, but not a huge city. Duluth, Minnesota. Like we're about like I think eighty six thousand, eighty seven thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, about two hours from Minneapolis, St. Paul. So, um, but I, I do construction. I'm a carpenter by trade. Um, uh, have been for many, many years, uh, pretty much since before I got out of high school, I've done carpentry and done, uh, done excavating. I grew up in an excavating family. I would say I'm just the oddball that likes to swing a hammer also. <laughs> but the, but then uh for the last uh nine years i've been uh i work for a construction company called the bolt companies um we do a lot of uh commercial work and heavy industrial um a lot of focus on hospital work and uh um paper mills stuff like that um then so then for the last four years uh yeah Yep. Yeah. Four years. I've been a project superintendent for them. So I just, you know, don't wear the bags as much. I just sit in front of a computer most of the day and conduct meetings. <laughs> the good and the bad thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like following you on, on Instagram, it looks like you at least have a personal outlet with a decent shop at home. So you can still scratch that itch a little bit, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, always had this passion for woodworking I, I i enjoy making furniture i get seen i just made ourselves a, a bed set since i i got back from a wind farm i did so i've spent the last month i built the dresser and a new bed frame and stuff with a dog cubby underneath and some drawers just to be fancy and i got more stuff to do i've actually i didn't post them all but i got actually built a bed set for each one of our kids so <laughs> well. I'll be looking for it. <laughs> I've been, well, been, been busy. <laughs> nice. So I'm curious about a few things. Um, you know, there's less probably questions about the paper mill, but so you guys do a fair amount of health care. Now, what's the status right now in Minnesota? Is anything shut down from a construction standpoint? Uh, no. Uh, construction is what they're considered, you know, deemed essential. So all construction jobs are still going like up here like trade trades in this city is one of those it's one of the big things i mean there's we have a large majority of our um city is built on the trade so it really really a good thing for the city itself that we um that we can all keep working i mean we've got we've got some big projects going on for us so we got an 800 million dollar hospital project going on right now um And then a then our other hospital that's here in town has got a three hundred million dollar project going on, so uh, hospital works booming. Okay, right here, right here in town. I mean this this project's it's deemed for five years or almost five years that it's going to be going. So they can uh, couldn't even afford to stop the project if they wanted to. Okay, but now as far as um, I mean you you were mentioning that the schools are shut down. But other than the schools being shut down, any other businesses are businesses getting closed as well, or? Yeah, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, the mall is closed here, and um, pretty much all the restaurants are outside of uh, doing delivery and takeout. Um, some we have some we have a small business here in town that a lot of people like called DLH. 
Yeah. Um, just just a short version of Duluth, but they're a clothing store. They, you know, to help keep them going, they actually uh, they're doing curbside. You can order on off of Instagram or Facebook or their website, and then you get a time and you can go pick up your clothes that you mm-hmm. buy from them to help keep. You know, everybody's really pushing around here to help keep the local businesses going. So mm-hmm. even though they can't, even though they can't be physically open for people to come in and browse or sit down at the restaurants there, you know, people are still, they're just doing takeout and stuff to help keep the, the businesses going. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we're, we're seeing that here as well. There's a couple down the street that owns a brewery uh, locally. Actually, let's give them a plug distraction brewery. They're in Rosendale square. Um, you know, and they're just doing the same thing. It's pickup, but it's been nice. They've been selling out every day. Um, you know, they're just selling cans, but they're, they're pretty small batch. So they're getting new stuff up and selling it every day. And, you know, I'm not a big beer drinker, so that's not on, on my radar, but there's a coffee shop, same thing. It's like, all right, I could buy coffee beans from, you know, the grocery store or whatever, but I'd rather keep them in business. Right. And and some of it's selfish, right? Yeah. You want to support them out of the goodness of your heart, but also like, I want to see those businesses, you know, for my own sake to stay around. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's nice to see. Um, so that's good. I mean, at least because if it goes the way it goes here, which is, I mean, our construction sites in Boston are shut down other than healthcare and like a couple other, you know, specially permitted things. Um, but if you went that way, I think you guys sound like you'd be protected with the amount of healthcare work that you guys are doing. Um, and then how about wind farms? So are you seeing that business continue to pick up? Uh, you, now you travel, right? So you'll go to different States to do these or. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I travel around, I, you know, I just spent uh, the last four months in Illinois. We, we did uh, a wind farm down there, which they're still, they're still going on the uh, main erection side. Actually, they're still putting the towers up and then, uh, we're still plugging forward on another one that we're going to start over by Peoria in a few weeks. Like none of that's been held up. They there's um, like down in Illinois, they're deeming those as essential business uh, projects. So none of that's being held up. Makes sense. Power generation. Yeah. Okay. So healthcare and the wind farms will probably keep going. Uh, you, do you, did you see like wind farms as a percentage of the business there? Has it been, growing has it been steady has it been shrinking what's what do you see it's been steady i would would definitely say talking with a lot of the local guys that were working for me there it's it i wouldn't say it's picked up in any means but it's definitely the pace they're at there you know it's just continuing to go hasn't slowed down in that area but it's not like it's an oddball thing right it's it's a pretty steady yeah, it, you can pretty much you can pretty much get a job within the state just going around doing wind farms. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a little more of them locally, but um, the region isn't that conducive. Sometimes they want to put them out in the water, um, but I don't know if everyone's really a fan of that. Um, but, okay, so those are two good business lines. Do you see any energy storage stuff happen with the wind farms? Um, I really, I haven't seen any, I know, you know, when we do our meetings and kind of our off, 
um, our, well, we do, we do like a, a daily pod where we talk about stuff within the team and uh, talking with the, the owners of these wind farms. They talk a lot about the energy storage and the development of it getting better, but there's nothing out there. I know, I know like Tesla and BMW are working to create some good battery storage or energy storage systems, but it's it, there's not enough. I I don't think. I think there definitely needs to be more mm. to because it's you know it's a good resource that's out there, but you know when they when they got to stop spinning because they can't put dump power into the grid, it's you know that kind of becomes a problem. You're you know <sighs> yeah, it's such a it's a waste, right? Yeah, Ex- exactly. Yeah, it's for for I was looking for a better way to say it, but there's not. It, it's a waste. It ends up just being a waste. <clears throat> So for people listening, that's a really good little tidbit there, right? Which is, um, you know, we talk, I kind of talk about it off and on again, but, you know, the key to us really getting, um, what's the word, like truly green power is energy storage, right? Because the fact that, you know, you have to just, shut something down or stop producing power, you know, that is free power that we can be using that is not burning any fossil fuel or doing, having any pollution, right? Like that, 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 that's kind of a, um, that's a shame, but it's also a great example for people to understand, you know, that wind and solar are great, but it's great when the wind blows and the sun shines. And other than that, it's, it's, you know, it's a problem, but if we get too much, when you have too much sun or too much wind, if we can capture that and save it for later when it's not sunny or not winding, I mean, that's not winding. Good English, Joe. Not uh, wind is blowing. <laughs> uh, that that would be big for us. So hopefully folks like Tesla and them can get, um, get that figured out. It'd be nice. Um, I know, so, I know they'd been, they'd been working on it. Like the first, uh, the first turbine that I ever went and did, I, a lot of what I do is more on the civil side. So I do the foundations. Um, I don't, I don't get fully involved with the main erection. I have been on this new one kind of helping set up the cranes and stuff. But mm-hmm. the first one I ever went and did was over by the North Dakota border. And it was, there was a company they, that we did it for. They do a kind of a a smaller version where they can upsize and downsize it where it's a single or double turbine and then a solar field attached to it. They use it for the smaller co-ops to help, um, Mm. to help with their power. And, uh, when I was doing it with them, they were, they were pushing hard for any, they had a system they do that pretty much come in a, in a shipping container full of batteries and they try to put them in on these little ones so that they're, you know, helping the, helping the smaller, uh, little power co-ops to be able to make more use of their, you know, their investment into the wind and solar. So it was kind of neat to see that, you know, that they, you know, they're, this company's really pushing for it and trying to do it. Yeah, no, that is really, that's, that's very interesting. And then also what you said before about that, the people that own these, you know, are, really invested or really interested and know that that's a problem they got to solve, right? We got to figure out how to store it. Um, So no, that's cool. Like we have nobody here doing wind farms. So this is a really nice data point. Um, Do you, can you get your hands on any of those images 
from like those for many of the windmills or that combination windmill solar farm thing and maybe post it to your Instagram? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got I got tons of photos on my on my work iPad, so okay. <laughs> I got plenty of photos. All right. I'm gonna uh, I'll throw it in the show show notes and I'm I follow you so I'll be able to find it. But if people are listening and they just kinda want it now, what what's your handle? Um it is I gotta actually look it up because I can't remember it. Yeah. I've been gonna change it, but I haven't done that yet. So I'll try and pull it up too. It's uh it's M dot Haskins three sixty. Okay. So uh Hopefully you're going to see some woodworking and uh, if you're interested in wind farms and if you could get a picture of that small energy storage system they threw there for the co-op, um, I think that would be cool too. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, we just Definitely. don't have the land here locally. So the idea of having a wind farm and solar farm connected to each other with energy storage is just <laughs> foreign to us, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, being we have town, we've heard of Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota, but <laughs> other than that, I don't think we know much about it. Uh, I love, I love talking about this place. I, I was out when I was out in California. I was at San, in San Francisco doing a hospital. I kept telling everybody, "You got to come check out this place. We're a little gem." I mean, it's it's even funny how I met my fiance was because she's from Arizona, but her family ended up here in Duluth, which is what brought her up here. <laughs> when she was 25 <laughs> um, yeah people yeah. hear about this place <laughs> yeah and it seems like uh i have a friend outside of um saint paul and uh it, it seems like everybody out there also has what they call their cabin up north right so uh I, i'm always hearing about the cabin up north and seeing pictures it's it's gorgeous you know yeah and the up north, that's here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty much what people talk about. You come up, come up the North Shore of Lake Superior. I mean, it's it's gorgeous up here. Great place. We I, we talk about wanting to be out out by you out there in Boston area and the outskirts, not so much in the heart of Boston, but yeah, we don't know if we could ever leave this place. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. I think it's as soon once this breaks, we had already had a discussion with our friend to make a trip out to Minnesota. I've been to the Twin Cities, but not up to his cabin. So I think that's on the docket for this year. Um, but I'm curious, I wanted, if you don't mind, I'm gonna selfishly use this for a little bit of um, research, I guess. Um, why do you listen to the podcast? I am, so <laughs> I don't know how many people are like me. I know I, and I say this cause I work with a lot of people in construction. And I see that not I, I at least I don't work with enough people that are as passionate about construction as I am. I mean, construction's my hobby. I you know we got a lot of people up here that fish and hunt and stuff, and construction's my hobby. You know, I'll go work 50, 60 hours a day and then still go put some windows in somebody's house or a door. You know, yeah. because I I enjoy doing it the same as the woodworking. So I I started actually I started listening to the podcast when I was driving back and forth. It's nine hours down to my hotel in Illinois, and I'm like, I need to change something up for my music. So I'm like, I'm gonna check out um, some, some podcasts. Podcast? 
<laughs> so I typed in construction and, and yours was actually the first one that came up. And then I took a listen to one of them. I think one of them was, uh, I think it was with some of the people from Delbrook and, and it just, it hooked. I, you know, cool. I, I like, like listening. I like hearing about the things that, you know, that really that happened out by you guys. And I was thinking about it. It was one of your other podcasts. It, it, they you guys are talking about things that you guys do out there and it's like you guys do kind of set the precedence and eventually the rest of the country starts to follow suit it's funny <laughs> you say that because being here there's a lot of folks talk about how at least from like a delivery method standpoint like west coast in southwest even in particular there are, seems that they're they kind of set the pace on that front and we follow suit a little bit w with them. Um, but yeah, when you look at, uh, you know, uh, other facets, yeah, I think it's true. But it, yeah, it's, it's always interesting to me how, even though we're one country, things can really um, operate differently. I remember being really shocked one time, and maybe it's flattening out a little bit, but I know probably 10 years ago, the fee that you would get in Boston would be completely different than something you would be you'd be getting down south. Like the fees here were relatively low, you know, and hearing about margins that they were getting down south was just shocking. People would kill yeah. for them up here. And it just, to me, didn't make sense. You're like, you would figure we'd all be around the same fee structure across the country. But um, there, there is a lot of variation. And just like you, you were just talking, right? Like, the idea of talking about wind farms, you know, it's just not a conversation we get to have out here. So, um, no, I think it's, that's, you know, some of the power of all this, right? It's like, what an opportunity to learn, right? I get, I'm <laughs> talking to somebody in Duluth who's building uh, wind farms, right? It's like, it's great. I love it. So I think yeah, I'm, I, I'm in the same camp as you, you know, just with kind of being passionate about it. I, it's, that's pretty much what I tell everybody. I just, I love, I love building. I love seeing them. I mean, and that's probably one of the great things about like Instagram is, is seeing what everybody's doing. I follow so many people that you guys have out there that I love seeing what you guys do. And, and I was actually talking to, to one of the guys out there that does a lot of finish work. And I said, I'm trying to bring what, what you guys do out there. I'm trying to bring that back over here. Cause it, it's, it's interesting, the different worlds of what like what you guys do take the residential market what you guys do out there is completely different than what we do here there's mm -hmm. so much more of the low maintenance um out here where you know people they, they want products where they don't have to do anything to it and out there i i always put it out by you guys you guys have more you put more character more heart if that means you guys got to stain or paint something every year or something you still do it because that looks better. And I'm like, that's... yeah, I think, I think there's something to respecting what was built. You know I mean? I, my house is not old, relatively speaking around here, but my house was built in 1930, you know, and uh, you know, they did some great craftsmanship here and like, it would be a shame to just swap that out for something. <clears throat> for maintenance purposes. But if my home was built in the eighties or nineties, yeah, I'd probably go the more maintenance route anyway. Right. You know, like 
Yeah, and I definitely ain't knocking it. I mean, there's definitely yeah. great products out there. I mean, I'm looking at, we were just talking about going and I've been sitting around too much, despite all my woodworking projects, I still sit around and look at, you know, I could change this on the house and I could change this. And now, now I got a really nice window that faces out over Lake Superior from our house. We like Duluth is kind of on a hill and we're, our house is kind of on the crest of the hill that overlooks Lake Superior. And I said, you know what? I could really capture the views better if I just take this window out and we, uh, we go this way about 16 feet towards the lake with a deck. (laughs) Be a great place to watch, to drink coffee. Oh my God. Yeah. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't saying you were wrong. I, I was just saying, I can see how people would fall into that trap, you know? And, but it's like someone like you who appreciates construction. I could see you really enjoying. Um, and I know you mentioned you were thinking of doing your honeymoon out here. Um, you know, I could see you really enjoying the, the character and the craftsmanship that, that happens out here. It is, it is pretty impressive as someone who can't do it. I it's impressive, uh, to see what some of the people actually can do out here. It's, it's nuts. Um, so Matt, I intentionally wanted to keep these quick, but I'm enjoying this uh, <laughs> phone conversation going a little longer. But um, there's a couple of things, a couple more things I wanted to ask. Um, selfishly, was um, is there anything you think you want to hear more of from the podcast? Um. Well, I know I I know I said this on Instagram conversations, and I think LinkedIn messages. You know, I. I, I I myself have gotten really fascinated with hearing about Delbrook and and what they're doing. They I started after hearing them on your show, I've actually started like following them on Instagram and LinkedIn and I like what that company is doing. I think it's a really cool culture. And then I think it's really neat how the um is it Mike, the head guy from Delbrook. Yeah. Yep. And his brother is the head guy for Suffolk. <laughs> yeah, it's wild, right? I, yeah, it's, I I was driving and I I was actually driving when I when uh, one question was asked to him about if they'd ever team up together or something, and I'm like, wait, they're partners, and I just I'm like, it's such a small world because my um, previous boss through Bolt actually is now one of Suffolk's um, executive people out of one of the other offices. I'm like, that's just such a small world because I'd never heard of them till she started working there. And then now I'm hearing it on here, and I'm like, that's 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 crazy. Oh, yeah, get out. Uh, I don't know if it, if she wants it public, but uh, on the side, shoot me um, her info. I'd be curious who it was. Um, yeah, but yeah, so you know they're not, um, you know they're not connected. A lot of people locally think that oh they're just working together this and that, but um, they're not. You know they've got a. Uh, gentlemen's agreement about not to hire from each other but if people leave the either one of the companies and they're somewhere else and then they want to go like that happens or if they you know uh have an employee that really wants to leave and they think they'd be good somewhere else then they do do that but um yeah they are standalone companies even though they're brothers and people think differently um but yeah what mike's doing uh is yeah i'm with you i obviously as you can tell by the amount of times i've had them on you know i i think that whole people first thing is just um is so important and i think a lot of people say it and it's 
you know, just just words. But as far as I can tell, you know, I haven't now I haven't worked there, but as far as I can tell on the people that I've talked to, um, it's real. And I mean, whatever he's doing is working because they're growing like crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like it. just just when you talk to him, he, he seems like a real person, like like he stands behind what he's saying. And like the, the culture of the company seems like it's be great place. You know, those everybody there seems like they enjoy it from from what they show. And so I think it, I just think it's neat. You know, it's fun, fun hearing from them. Yeah, I think um, he gets that just being authentic and being who you are is better than putting on a facade. And now listen, we're all humans. We're all every day putting on facades, but if you can just be more um, open and authentic, I think in the long run that works better than trying to work harder to put on a show, which it seems like a lot of companies do, you know, rolling out oh here's our core values and you know like uh, all right well that that means nothing because I, I see how you really operate you know um, well yeah i've ex- i've seen that firsthand you know you can say one thing but you gotta you gotta actually live it yeah. you can't just you can't speak core values you can put them up on a wall but if you're not truly living by them they mean nothing and I think that really hurts. That really hurts the morale within a company when when other people see it. Because if one person's seeing it, I'm pretty sure other people are seeing it. Yeah, you're right. There is not only is it you're right. Not only is it a plus if you do live in, but if if you put these core values out and then or you and then you don't live up to them, it's definitely a, it becomes a negative effect. You know where you think like, oh, we're going to put all these nice things on the wall that this is what's important to us, that can only be a positive. Like, absolutely not. It becomes a negative because then you become a hypocrite and people really don't like when you're uh, not sincere, right? So Yeah. Uh, all right, last one thing, Matt. What do you, um, and this is good being in a different region, what do you think construction looks like over the next couple of years? And... Um, that could be anything. It could be, you know, we see more one type of construction. It could be, you know, how do you think we come out of the virus? What, like, what's your kind of? Um, I, I think it's gonna. Like, I feel like it's it's really been growing. I mean, from what I've seen in the last, even in the last four or five years, you know, I feel like construction's really, you know, growing. Especially when you when you look way back to like 2008, 2009, you know, during the recession, I think we've really come out of it. And I, you know, they, everybody talks that there's this bubble and we're all going to, it's going to burst and we're going to be back where we were. I think we got a little bit longer in my opinion, from what I see just for projects that are coming. I mean, there's a lot of big projects. You take this area here, it, it ain't slowing down. I think we're starting to finally overcome issues, you know, with the lack of workforce, um, I myself, you know, I, I'm in the, I'm, uh, in the carpenters union up here. And, uh, I also for, as a representative for bolt, I sit on our, what's called our JATC board. Wait. So for the apprenticeships and our, we're, we're getting in so many apprentices within the union that that's coming. And then one of the things we're pushing, which is kind of where I was going to this probably the long way around to get to it. I definitely see 
technology continuing to grow within this industry, mm. which I think is really neat. I I love technology. I love where it's going. I love seeing what's you know coming out for different different products from from companies like Procore and Autodesk, and then who they're all working with with these other companies. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, that's it, it's very interesting for you to hear. I mean, well, so we have the same thing here. We have the Joint Apprenticeship Training Center, is that what they call it or something like that? Yeah. Um, or council or something. Um, what was the Minnesota, well, what was Duluth's kind of main business line historically? Was um, it factories? Was it, what was? What, what really got Duluth going here was a lot with like, when you go up farther north towards Canada, we've got um, we've got all the iron ore mines. So shipping was a big thing around here, and a lot of uh, factories, which have actually been a lot of them have been reconverted now to other businesses. But we we had a lot of different factories that made steel products and and different things. Mm. Um, heavy industrial is really where it's come from. I mean, we got three paper mills all within an hour of us. So that was another big piece of it. Was did 3M <laughs> a big presence up there or? Not so much. No, no they, they, oh, they don't get too far up this way from outside the cities. Okay. So you had a pretty heavy manufacturing base and with some of that converting, probably some of it shutting down and maybe some of those people that traditionally went that route are now going construction trades, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of that that have moved into the construction up here, and huh. then you know I think just like everywhere else, we're starting to see we've had a we had a huge influx or a, not really an influx, probably the wrong word to use, but a lot of the older generation, you know, they they started to retire. We had a we had a lot of them that left um, a few years ago. We lost a lot of people because they all retired. Yeah. So, but we're starting to see that come back in now with with the younger generation and getting a lot of apprentices in and, and teaching them. Great. All right. Well, it's good to see that recovering. But, yeah. All right. All right. That was, this was fantastic, Matt. Um, pleasantly surprised with this. Um, you know, this, I didn't get to do kind of show prep like I normally do when I have somebody coming on. Cause this was more just, Hey, let's give a phone call to some people that listen. Um, I but think I, I do think, better rambling anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I say pleasantly surprised because, like, the little nuggets about the wind farm and the apprentice fund and things like that, I wasn't really – um, or I couldn't expect um, were nice little nuggets. I think people have uh, an opportunity to learn there. So, Matt, thanks for uh, hopping on this call, and thanks for listening and, and your feedback. I – appreciate it this has been a lot of fun and i you know i kind of often say i feel like um i'm just like the people that listen <laughs> you know because <laughs> i this is, i just want to hear this is stuff i want to hear too so um i appreciate you listening because that allows me to keep doing it and uh i'm sure we'll talk soon oh yeah for sure all right i would i say i would add one more thing sure go I, for it. I definitely would want to continue to hear more on mass timber I think that I think that's an interesting topic, and I do from everything I've seen and reading. I mean, it it's coming. There's more and more of it. Like I think I alluded to you was there's a 25 story building going in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I saw that, yeah. 
It's going to oh. be the tallest mass timber building in the uh, actually in the world now, I think. Yeah. Which is unheard of. We weren't even the largest in North America. Canada owned it, and uh, this will be the largest, tallest in the world. So, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, but no, I, I'll. I hope to be able to fulfill that uh, wish list for you, Matt. Uh, Matt Timber, hopefully I can do more. I just got to get a different angle. I feel like I've had the engineers and actually have somebody that I um, that is more on the timber side of things. So um, I'll, I'll be bringing him on, and I think you'll like what he has to say. Well, I look forward to it. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, Matt. All right. Thanks, Joe. All right. Take care. Hey, MassCons, thanks for listening. Uh, Matt was really a sleeper and um, ended up having some great content there that I wasn't expecting to see. So um, also loved hearing from someone from Minnesota, right? Midwest, we don't really um, get that perspective on the show, so that was exciting. So with that said, if there is somebody else here from another part of the country that um, wants to reach out and see if we can get them on, that would be great. Um, Also thinking maybe a student is there someone that's going to be graduating or maybe even not even graduating, but, you know, their co-op or their future job has been affected by this? Uh, I'm really curious to see um, how that's impacting them. It's a pretty tough time for this to be happening. May is right around the corner. Folks are hoping to graduate and have jobs. And uh, I don't know if this is this has affected their prospects. So, Love to hear back from you guys. Really appreciate you listening, liking, sharing. It makes it all happen. Take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah.